Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. With great power comes great responsibility. Last week there wasn't a single day that I didn't drink. Hey, lads, <laughs> lads, lads. I'm just, I'm just a man that likes a tot. I guess we're gonna say it there. Hello and welcome to Swinging Through Spider Man. I'm James Rushton. That's Bradley Hughes. Each week we read through an issue of the Amazing Spider Man, of course, by the legend that is Stan Lee, backed up by Steve Ditko and John Romita so far. Brad, we've had fifty thousand listens, mate. We've clocked it, completed it, mate. Podcasting done. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering what that little bloop sound was. The fucking achievement unlocked. Oi, we are pretty damn happy with the fact that we've reached 50,000 listens, which is a, a massive... In terms of podcasting, it's not it's nothing. But in terms of James and Brad podcasting, it's uh, it's massive. That's in, whole... in, term, in terms of any project that we've ever tried to get off the ground, this is the one that actually got out the gate. Everything else only, only just made it to the idea stage. Yeah, and this is the project that's probably taken the least amount yeah, but, of yeah. I mean, well, there is work. Oh, yeah, of course. There is work, but it's not, like, taxing. It I mean, takes time. It's, you have to spend time, but it's so fun. On your behalf, really. I mean, you've done a lot as well. Like, pulling out the artwork out of the bag twice is a big ask. Good point. I'll take it. I know. I've never stayed up to 2am doing stuff for the podcast you have. <laughs> I uh, just can't help it, man. Like when you get, when you start working, I'm that kind of person that's just like, give me coffee and leave at the door. <laughs> legit, just I don't stop, man. I turn into like a little fucking hobbit person. But yeah, fifty thousand listens, and that is down to each and every single one of you. Yeah, I we... haven't spammed my. Po- I haven't. I've listened to probably two episodes of this, so I only count for two. I, I only I know, listened yeah. back to the episodes where I believe that I fucked up, just to see how it was edited out. Oh no, because I know I know you're gonna do that, and I know you're gonna be sweating. I'm like, so <laughs> <laughs> like, please, 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 please. Genuine, no, yeah. you, you, I've saved your ass probably oh. once. You've never fucked up badly, ever. To be fair, to be fair, like your tangents are short and sweet. Mine are just ramblings of a madman. Like, I believe that some 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 of our listeners' favourite bit is uh is when you when you went on that anecdote about your gigantic cooker, yeah, and I got sacked for that. They didn't appreciate my labour. Actually, come come to enough. think about come to think about listeners' favorite favorite anecdotes. Um, one 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 part of our canon was brought to brought back into the forefront of my memory the other week, and that is little man shotgun Mike. Oh, like, give it up. He's an actual up, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> We've given a human person. I completely forgot. I forgot all about. It. I know it's the Green Goblin's Mike. But I he's... forgot. It's because it, they spelt Mike wrong in the speech bubble, as in yes. like, like an actual person, Mike. It's me, shotgun Mike, in your pocket. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think that's probably how it went, but I do digress. Um, I think if you've got any favourite bits, send them in to speak to us because I'd like to make something that can actually show what we're about. Because I think every time someone tunes into this, there's a probably a 30% chance that they never tune in again. 
thirty percent. That's that's generous, man. I'd make a sizzle reel, and that can go on Twitter and YouTube, and we can have a laugh, and I can compare it. I compare it up with the moments of the comic, and put a bit of work in, and do that. But fifty thousand listens. I digress. Thank you very much for that. Before we get into today's issue, which is issue fifty nine, I do want to speak about a DM we had, Brad, a direct message because Someone's it was actually. Yeah, it was very touching, mate. Someone slid in. It was Sean the Spider Guy. Now, Sean the Spider Guy is a guy, of course. Of who course. um he wears he does a lot of stuff in a Spider Man's mask, uh, Spider Man mask, and he's always rated our episodes. He always um says th- nice things. So I thought I'd give him a shout out. He actually jumped into the uh, direct messages, and it was actually um quite touching what he said. He says, "I'm excited about your next episode." Sean um said, "And you might want to get some tissues, mate." Well, is it that kind of message? Is it that kind yeah. of DM? Oh, oh yeah, you, you mean for my eyes? Okay. I think we've broached the topic of death quite a bit on the podcast. So death is something that's quite large in my life because Aston Villa, the club I support, have a song which is Hot Enders in the Sky. And that is kind of in memory of people who've passed away. And they sing a lot about players who have passed away, stuff like that. And of course, um, Sean messaged us and he said, this Saturday, so we're talking about the 17th of April, it was the uh, one-year anniversary of the passing of one of his best friends who died of an undiscovered underlying heart issue called arrhythmogenic cardiomyopathy. And no one saw it coming. It happened when he was 19. And um, Sean misses his best friend. He said, I just, you know, I couldn't imagine losing someone so close so soon in life. But losing him taught me to better appreciate the time we have in life. He was a comic book fan. He loved Deadpool. Could you give him a shout out? And I would be so happy to do so. So um, massive shout out to your mate. And it seems like, honestly, if you're running around in a spider mask, man mask, going to the gym, you're living your best life. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I'd imagine that, like, being able to cover your identity like that would allow you to live love to the fullest without any sort of setbacks. And, you know, sometimes... This is one thing that I love about riding my motorbike is that, like, every now and again, you have that one prick that almost wipes you out. That you're just like, yeah, I could have died today. And it just allows you to just push yourself that little bit further. It just allows you to to remind yourself that days are precious and that, you know... You can say that you do something dangerous. You could do, you know, you could go to the, you could go into the military and come back alive. You know what I mean? But something, something that could just take you days without you even realizing. You ain't guaranteed them, so you just gotta, gotta go for it, man. Gotta go for it. Sean's friend was called Harry, and Harry, we're here pouring one out for you. Deadpool, your favorite character, is not one we cover, but we cover just another fucking idiot called Spider Man. <laughs> so it's close enough um but yeah pouring one out big shout out to harry big shout out to sean who's brave enough to share his story with us and man thank you so much for supporting the podcast you're one of the fifty thousand listeners you probably all of them i bet he's been spamming it so thank you and uh appreciate you reaching out yeah i've noticed the uh the messages and you know been following along and his voice has definitely been heard well brad issue 59 of the amazing spider-man is around the corner we should probably, you know, recap a little bit. All we need to say is that Spider-Man lost his memory. He was hooked up with the terrorist known as Doc Ock. Kazar came to town, who is this bloke with no shirt. Kazar helped Spider-Man get his memory back. Then Spider-Man rem- remembered that he actually had a life. He knew people and people depended on him, like his Aunt May, who's sick because he's been missing for a week because it, or a month because he missing, he's missing his memory. So a lot's gone on. That's it summed up. Yep. Is that good? Yep. I, I, I'm I'm happy with that. 
Okay, cool. Well, issue 59 of The Amazing Spider-Man by Stan the Manly and Johnny Ringading Ramita, as they're uh, titled in this comic. It's called The Brand of the Brainwasher, and so we jump in, Brad. Yeah, dive in, mate. Excellent. Issue 59, here we go. Well, Spider-Man, last issue, he needed to go and see his Aunt May because she's basically dying. She's sick of worry. She can't take another hit. She's been, they've been saying she cannot take another hit and she just keeps getting back up like, like Rocky's motivating her. <laughs> it's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. <laughs> just imagine Aunt May just there with a fucking gum shield in, completely <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> just this, the fucking, that Russian kid is just like, if she dies... She dies. <laughs> Peter is even Drago bullying you again. <laughs> Man, she's she's on she's on lean protein shakes and and uh, wheat cakes. <laughs> I think it's, oh, is it oat cakes? No, no, oat cakes are a genuine thing in from uh, Stoke. Oat cakes, wheat cakes, pancakes, cakes. There's a lot of there's too many cakes going on. But anyway, Spider Man is actually. A fugitive because he was involved with a terrorist quite publicly. The terrorist known as Doc Ock, who is now in jail. Spider-Man is still a fugitive as he has not yet been caught. And of course, he's on his way to the hospital after refilling on web fluid, refilling on everything that makes him Spider-Man. The police want him. And uh, so he's in a bit of trouble. What's the trouble? The police are shooting warning shots at him. Ooh, that's not good. He's not having any, any of that. But he doesn't want to hurt anyone because it's the police. You know, hurting the police is not a good idea. Nope. Nope. Well, Spider-Man hits a spotlight, knocks it out, webs them up, disarms the guns, and uh, swings off all the merrier to the hospital. So taking down the police and uh, running off with a few quips as well. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense, mate. Like... You're a fugitive. You're tying up the police, man. Maybe, maybe don't rub salt in the wounds. Avoid them. Avoid those wounds. The last thing you want to do, and I'm speaking seriously, is it's not even like hurt a cop. It's like disrespect them because that's when the gun comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're like they're pretty trigger happy anyway. I think it's fair to say that. But when you're gonna piss them off. Then they get a chance to show the authority, flash the badge, and whip the gun out. Your teeth are going missing at what? Wo- at best, at best, your teeth are going missing. At worst, you're not waking up. Grim. It's a grim reality. It is not wrong. No, you... is it wrong? No, it's not. It's not wrong. But this is New York in the '60s. They're doing work like capturing the son of Sam or something like that. And, um, of course, a fugitive Spider-Man who has got away once again. He needs to find Aunt May in the hospital. So what does he do? He commits a crime and steals. This is data theft GDPR, mate. Oh, mate, don't say those words, man. If Americans don't know what that is, good. Because it's the reason I can't access any of your news sites anymore. Because every time I try and go on one, it's like, oh, the EU won't let you anymore. There's a data commission. We can't steal your data anymore. Well, Spider-Man's data theft is the theft of the directory of patients so we can find out where aunt may is he goes through the air ducts of the hospital to obviously hide senses that someone's coming it's a janitor who's just um it's the janitor's actually really angry so the janitor comes into the broom closet where spider is trying to get changed and he's like hey what a life mop the floor try the floor mop the floor try the floor and i'm like you're a janitor in a hospital that's the best thing you could be doing 
Otherwise, you're cleaning up people's blood and piss, usually. So mopping the floor and drying the floor isn't a problem for me. No, not at all. Like... I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's uh, he's 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 uh, he's an apprentice, and <laughs> he's not he's not even a janitor. Mop the floor. Maybe he's a doctor. That'd be even worse. <laughs> no, you, these hospitals are cutting budgets, man. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, in uh, working retail, it was just like you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Well, Peter slags him off and says, "Well, if he thinks that's bad, he should try being Spider-Man for a while." I'm like, Pete, fuck off. Being Spider-Man's really cool. Yeah, it's fucking epic, man. That's how come ev- everyone, everyone... Shit. I know people that went out and bought a PlayStation 4 just to be virtual Spider-Man for about, what, how long is the game? About eight hours. No, you got, it, for me, it was about 24, man. I was <laughs> blasting that game out. Banging Every out, second. Man. Yeah. So he's like, he, mate, Spider-Man doesn't have to clean up anyone's shit apart from his own. Yeah, when he's been sleeping rough. Yeah, I I think it's there anyway. You know, he's you can't tell me that Spider-Man is an accurate and decisive wiper. <laughs> Out of all the discussions that I thought I'd be having about Spider-Man today, I didn't think his hygiene habits when it comes to wiping his own ass would be one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's just oh you know, have some appreciation for this labour. Someone's got to do it job, the job, and it's a hard job, Spider-Man. Yeah, of course. We appreciate him. We appreciate him. He bursts into the, the doctor's room while the medical bay where Aunt May's waiting, and she's awake, and Pete screams, Aunt May. And Aunt May's like, what? Who? Who there? Yeah. But <laughs> she says, it's Peter. Is it you? Is it really you? I thought I'd never see you again. And Pete says, don't ever say that, Aunt May. And he closes up to her and tells her. <laughs> Aunt May just starts panicking. She's like, am I actually dead? <laughs> well, he goes in be- without thinking about the game plan. He moves in and gives her a hug. And he says, I'd- I wish, you know, I'd have returned sooner if I could. He's been missing a while, remember. He lost his memory as Spider-Man. Aunt May says, well, where were you? What happened? And why didn't you call? And he has actually no answer. Bellend. What? <laughs> just utter bellend. Just, does he make up someone on the spot? What does he do then? Well, the doctor comes in and says, Who are you? Imagine if he'd lost his memory. I don't know. Who am I? <laughs> well, if, if, have you got my fingerprints? <laughs> if if he did lose his memory, we'd have no idea what, to actually go visit Aunt May. That's true. I, just, I was just making a pun. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But uh, he says, it's my... Wait. No, what the fuck? So there's a weird mistake here where Aunt May's speech bubble is drawn as a thought bubble. So it's not what she's telepathically communicating. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's where I stumbled. I was like, how does he know? I've read this, and I was like, how does he know that his nephew without anyone saying because Aunt May's thinking it but she's telepathically <laughs> this is canon she's fuck this is a swinging through Spider-Man exclusive fuck all of you nerds you don't know shit because Aunt May is a fucking superhuman <laughs> go to the panel where is it what page page 4 issue 59 there you go Aunt May is telepathically communicating with the doctor <laughs> he's like air dropping those thoughts 
<laughs> straight and blue tooth. Straight <laughs> for sh- I know Dar- Aunt May's got some fucking blue teeth. She cannot afford there's no way she can afford the dentist. Lives in the in the hospital these days. <laughs> oh, those medical Dar- bills must be sky fucking high. Peter has to work hard to pay them bills. That's all he's paying, man. That, that, and, that and his bike loan. Have the occasional coffee. The, That's uh, it. What is it? The, uh, the, beaten, the coffee bean. The coffee bean. bean. The doctor walks in and says, glad you're back, son. Your aunt was worried about you. She can't be excited now, though, because her heart might pop. He doesn't say that, but that's definitely what he means. <laughs> One way or the other way, she's just ready for death, knocking on heaven's door. So, Brad, this doctor comes in and he says, Peter Parker's cured his aunt. He's better than a tonic. He remembers, mate. He's almost forgot that he has to actually report to the police. And <laughs> she'd be like, stop searching for me, guys. I'm here. I'm fine. I've gone for a week, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you go, son? Uh, um, I... Why'd you smell a shit? Boy, sir, you know it's a uh, you know it's an offence to be uh, a funny duddy, don't you? I do, you are, do, sir. I do. Um. I was gardening in the Buckingham Palace. No, sir. Oh, can I see your flight tickets and so on? Uh, of course you can. He just flips the table and runs out. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in. First thing he says is, hi, I'm Peter Parker. The fucking receptionist is gone. The old cop. He's like, Parker, we've got half the fucking force. I love how a missing person's case was treated like so fucking severely back a day. Nowadays, you'd be like, what, he's only been gone a month? And then you'd get a Netflix series out before the police started looking at you. <laughs> Peter Parker says, why? And I think the answer's quite obvious. Why have they been looking for you? Because you were missing. Like he's not... I don't know. You were gone? I'm trying to think of what, what the age of a university student would be in America. 18 odd. 18 odd. He's a full yeah. bl- he's a full grown man. He is a fucking man. Like, why is it a problem whether if he if he just disappears for a little while? The reason there was a big fuss was because the Daily Bugle ran an article saying Peter Parker had been captured and kidnapped by the Spider Man. Ah, of course. I forgot about that. One minute detail. Within minutes, Peter is dragged in front of a collection of lawyers. Police officers, um, corporals, superintendents, the whole lot. They're interrogating him and they want this to dialogue. confirm. Where did Spider-Man touch you? They want to confirm the bias, their biases. Why did Spider-Man do it? Can you lead us to Spider-Man's ho- um, hideout? Don't sit there. Tell us everything you learned about that mass menace. And Spider-Man, sir, well, Peter Parker, <laughs> the Spider-Man, says... I was blindfolded the whole time. I don't know anything. And a man steps in and puts his hand on Pete's shoulder. Spider-Man can't be all bad because he wouldn't have set the lad free. And that is Captain Stacy, who has been stunning Spider-Man since day one. Good boy, man. Good boy. He fucking loves Spider-Man. Hey, how did Peter not have a game plan knowing that he had to go to the police? He He had all the time to go from the hospital to the police station and he didn't think that no one would question him. 
Well, Captain George Stacey has um, digged him out of a hole there because he's the only man in that room trying to defend Spider-Man because Peter can't actually really defend Spider-Man. The only thing... See, what I would have said is say... I would have said, I was taking photos of Spider-Man, you know, as my profession is, right? When one of the bad guys got the drop on me, Spider-Man got word from a safety because he, he knew who I was, and then I've been lying low whilst Spider-Man's been sorting out the villain. That would make sense. That would make too much sense. Like Sort of like a witness protection type dealio. But this geezer running to his aunt without a story. He's probably just expecting her to be passed out. He's just like, yes, that inheritance is mine. This has to be the last time. <laughs> he walks straight into it. He's just like, don't. <laughs> well, Captain Stacy, of course, is George Stacy, retired captain of police. And he's also Gwen Stacy's dad. When last seen, he says to Peter, Spider-Man claimed to have lost his memory. Do you know anything about that? And Pete's like, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, he lost his entire memory. And Doc, it was all Doc Ock's fault that convinced him they were partners. And then when his memory returned, he set me free. And he thinks to himself, well, that's my story now. (laughs) He's fucking dug that hole. And then a guy goes, well, why did he kidnap you in the first place then, mate? And Pete just slapped his head and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I didn't. (laughs) I was on a picture-taking assignment for the Daily Bugle. He saw me following him and he thought I was an enemy, so he kidnapped me. Then his memory returned, he realised I was harmless, and he let me go. And the police are just like, so you're saying he's not as dangerous as we thought? He still kidnapped someone off the street. (laughs) He just went... Oh, this guy with a camera, he's the enemy, and kidnapped him and dragged him off the street. <laughs> Pete says, well, if you ask me, he's sort of lovable. And the cops are like, this is no laughing matter, Parker. <laughs> His ass is saved when a bloke comes in with a report that the police officers and the commissioners have been waiting for. This is the budget and, uh, report. Basically, it's ended spending too much time on his one missing boy case when there's fucking domestic terrorists running about the gaff. It's funny enough, pals. When the boys are missing, the donuts are rising. You're paying too much for the donuts. This leads me to one conclusion. You're buying too many donuts. Oh, boss, we're just not eating enough donuts. Sir, your waist is 42 inches. But my heart is 52, and you're breaking it. (laughs) Well, Peter Parker is let go when George Stacy says the questioning's over. But the police officers say... We haven't forgotten any of this shit, so um, you best contact us if you ever hear anything about Spider-Man. And Pete says, yeah, thank you. And then he thinks to himself, they don't suspect my real connection, and walks out. Peter Parker's the kind of fucking idiot as well that I'd say that out loud. <laughs> he's just like, he'd sit there in this room full of people and just go, I got away with that perfectly. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, we're still listening to you, mate. Got away with what, son? <laughs> Um, this jacket and shirt combo. <laughs> it's fine, sir. You'll fit right in. Think about joining the police. We've got blue jackets, red jackets, and now a yellow one. You'll fit right in. The report is just what the police officers feared. It was another batch of the most dangerous mobsters in town who have been released once more on bail. That is none of Peter's concern and George Stacy's concern. Captain Stacy puts his hand on Peter's shoulder again. Says, can you spare a few... Well, can you spare a few minutes, Peter? <laughs> why Why does he sound like he's about to tell someone to go take a seat and ask him why he was trying to meet a girl? <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> well, 
he get he's called by Captain Stacy, and Captain Stacy says, "Well, son, you know this is my house. I'd like to show you something inside, son. <laughs> it's his house, and he's got a hand on Peter's back, like pushed him into his house. <laughs> this is terrible. It's so bad. And uh, Pete is just like actually shitting himself. He says, "I hope there's something he's not telling me. I hope Gwen is home." And how, hmm, I do feel I could trust her dad with my life. And I'm thinking, that, sir, is the very hypno speaking. <laughs> I could just take a couple of minutes to lie down, surely. Well, Peter, what I've got to show you, son, I've obtained prints of every film ever taken of the masked mystery man known as Spider-Man. And how I've come to the conclusion, young man, that he's youthful, intelligent, and heroic. And I hope you agree with me. And Peter's there, like... <sighs> Holy, this guy gets it. <laughs> Peter's dick has never been harder. And Peter leans in and he says, oh, Captain Stacy, what do you see there? That looks like a real nine-inch dick to me. And Captain Stacy says, yes, yeah, son, that looks like a man who really likes to eat his green beans. <laughs> a man like myself. <laughs> but, like, with, with all this that's going on, because he's got out the fucking slideshow and that, it's literally, like, with the lead up to it, it's, like, after... <laughs> After after constant viewing and conclude that is quite quite youthful and highly intelligent, and this my dick. He literally <laughs> just puts his slide on. He's just like him starkers in like fishnet tights. Hope you agree that's heroic. That is a real. Oh my god! Green beans make you strong, son. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to salute to the flag. But he continues showing the slides and it's Spider-Man in action, swinging around, kicking people's heads in. And Captain Stacy leans in and he goes, you know, this man, he's never, to my knowledge, attacked anyone but gangsters and worse. And, hell, the theory is, he's heroic. If only I could find him and uh, prove his innocence, son. And I think you're, you're a key. But just as they're about to kind of de- make a deal on this and go, you know, you find out more about Spider-Man, will prove his innocence. Gwen Stacy, of course, his daughter bursts in. Peter's here, runs over. And that's the end of that conversation because Pete Gwen has jumped straight into Pete's arms and Pete is just, your dad's here, Gwen. I mean, dad, and look at them big bony fingers of Captain Stacy. Oh, he's redder. He's salivating at the mouth. He's just like, that's it, marry into our family, boy. It's all right, son. You'll become a you'll become a Stacy boy yourself. Just get them green beans. That, I mean, look at my daughter. <laughs> that girl, that is a product of a big green bean eating man and a green bean eating woman. Look at them. Look at her. <laughs> a mighty fine specimen. And uh, that's pretty much the conversation over. Captain Stacy does want to kind of nail the point down. Please come and help me in my campaign to prove Spider-Man's innocence. But Gwen pretty much drags Pete off to the coffee bean where Harry Osborn is waiting. uh, Peter could have any any number of injuries, any number of, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress disorders, anything. And Gwen's just like, yeah, yeah, come socialise. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you've got to, you've got to say harry you've got to you've got to come and see Harry because he, um he's mad about you oh harry was harry was livid wasn't he come he was apoplectic it. It, <laughs> the anger put waves in his hair <laughs> you see that picture of the geezer and the fucking sideways waves and he's just like this is exactly what dick Poe was thinking yeah <laughs> well peter walks into the coffee bean and waves saying hi to my little roommate 
and fucking Harry Osborne says, hey, how about that? The old pumpkin eater himself. Jesus Christ. And uh, everyone's like, I thought you were mad at him, Harry. You were fucking screwing, saying he was a dickhead and you were going to stab him and kill him and do all this and that because he was making your life a hell because he'd gone missing. And Harry says, yeah, but it wasn't a lifetime project. I was only mad for a minute. <laughs> Harry's just there doing like that cutthroat, like gestures. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if one act like the big man. Well, Pete and Harry kind of make up and they sit, you know, they start socialising, catching up. But there's a pressing matter for Pete because someone's missing here and it's not Flash Thompson who's currently shooting up Vietnam. It is MJ, Mary Jane Watson is missing and she's one of the crew. Pete asks, where is she? And Harry says, pal, she's got a new job. She's a dancer at this new club and pal, she is knocking them dead. Oh, hold on a minute. Oh, um, just, just to clarify, what kind of club is this? What kind of dancer is this? What kind of, what, what? I'm sorry, what? Okay. This, is a, this is a comic. So, <laughs> in the next panels, Harry slags off saying she's finally got a job. Ha ha ha. But she's knocking them dead at the Gloom Room, a go-go. The Gloom Room, a go-go is a kind of cafe bar where people dance to music and MJ is just on the stage dancing whilst they dance to the music. Okay, so it's not CD at all. It's not well, we'll get We'll get onto this, son. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's a whole thing because... Little do they know that there's a sinister cloud hanging over Mary Jane's new job. Oh, God. Her employees discuss how she's perfect to lure people in and take their pictures between dances because that's when, when she takes her pictures, that's when the brainwasher will strike. Another hypnotizing kind of guy. Yep. Stanley's Um, scraping the bottom of the barrel again. Sit in his chair, aiding by two coinies, the brain washer lasts in the light. Next up, the part of the plan is they'll invite the cream of the crop of the town to the club and enact their plan. MJ is briefed, not knowing the sinister behind the scenes. She's briefed to take photos of certain people with stars on their table and only those certain people. The brainwashers gang lasts, laugh. No one will be able to stop them now. I can't imagine this camera would look like a regular camera, though. Like, there's no way. We'll get onto that, man. We'll get onto that. The next night, Harry Osborne, Gwen Stacy, and Peter Parker show up to the old club with Harry Osborne bragging that he's reserved a table at the front for the three of them. And Pete's all over Gwen Stacy, who's apparently looking as more gorgeous than ever. And Gwen Stacy flips out, saying, If there's another blonde in sight, I'll, I'll kick the fuck off. <laughs> 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 women am i right <laughs> <laughs> pete is his blushes are saved as captain stacy walks in he leans over to gwen and goes hey, that's your dad again is he uh he's gonna talk about the fucking green beans again he's not talking about the green beans. so like remember remember you was a kid and you used to go like hang around like your, your family like your friend's house and like the dad was always like super fucking weird and he's just like i understand as an adult like that's his manner and he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants in his manner but like you know when they'd always wear like short shorts or like like what is it, jorts? Yes. And like sandals. But it, yes. it, it somehow feels really inappropriate to be wearing that sort of shit around Absolutely. your child's friend. Maybe I was yes. just raised in a weird area. No. No, it happened. That I'm not I'm not alone then. Okay, okay. Yeah, I remember being in someone's house and just seeing a, someone in a dressing gown and just said nuts. Oh, mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> just 
like, it's just, it's like, do you want a bowl of cereal? I was like, yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. with raisins. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, he's very comfortable in his own home. He's just there like, how about a bowl of crunchy nut? <laughs> <laughs> well, half a dozen city officials are at the club. The Galuma Room Go-Go, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't get that name. It's awful. Captain Stacey's there. He's got a special invitation. The councilman's got a special invitation. They're sitting down at tables marked with stars. Who, who's, who's who of politics, really, at the club? Captain Stacey questions who the owner is, but no one really answers him. And Mary Jane on stage is whipping up a scene with all the young lads and girls in the club taken to the floor and dancing and seriously mary jane does not stop dancing All she ever does she 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 dances and chats shit that's her character that is her character in a nutshell yeah she'll come in and just she's not even high she's just talking like she's high <laughs> if anything that kind of makes it worse that's 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 cultural appropriation <laughs> MJ steps off of the stage whilst everyone's calming down in between the sets to take photos. Harry leans in and goes, MJ, hold it. You're not going to take our picture? And he's grinning. And MJ goes, I've already seen your blue eyes. And I'm sorry, I'm only, I'm only, um, I'm only supposed to snap the celebrities. Rough. And Gwen says, is that your footwork was from Fabsville. Tink, twinkle. Everyone speaks like a crackhead in this. Clearly, I couldn't get, couldn't get on board, man. It's like Stanley never even understood what people said. Like he's never heard words. Well, Pete Cotton's on. It's quite weird. The fact she's only allowed to take photos of the celebrity celebrities, but he doesn't push further. MJ goes over to the councilman's table and uh, takes a photograph, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, for the photograph." She snaps it, and the guy's like, "Oh, my head." Oh, it hurts so bad. I need some air. <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts. It's like someone asked him if he wants some paracetamol. He's like, no. Mary Jane walks over to the Captain Stacy's table, asks, may I take your picture, sir? There's no charge. It's free. He leans in. If you don't mind me saying myself, you look like you really drink your milk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I can't, I can't make up my mind whether all this talk about like beans is making me hungry or slightly disturbed. Disgusted. As Captain Stacy goes to question Mary Jane, I believe you know my daughter, the picture is taken and he cuts out. Mary Jane says, is something wrong? He says, no, the bulb startled me, but I do feel a bit sick now. Thank you. And he heads off, but the arm of a henchman quickly grabs him and leads him away from the crowd of people and the tables. No one really knows what's gone on. <laughs> Neither does Captain Stacy. He's led into the back room where he's strapped into a really sinister-looking machine. Oh, that is sinister-looking as well. It's the, the full works, man. It honestly looks like it'll suck your brains out. And there's this guy, he's just a complete nerd. He's got the pens in the pocket and the glasses and the really shit haircut. He's trying to strap George Stacy in. And Stacy freaks out. He goes, I'm, if only I could think clearly. And reach my bowl of beans. Like, He's fighting. Grab him. Get him. Get him. Fuck him. <laughs> Get the brainwashing. Get him in. <laughs> well, he was ex-place force. Stacy was. So uh, 
<laughs> it's more it's more teaching a lesson as as to uh, maybe give people a chance. As Gwen and the gang leave the club, Gwen flags some concerns that she actually hasn't seen her dad in a while, and despite all the dancing action and all the fun, she's wondered where her dad has gone all night. Peter says, "Wait, I'll go look." So outside, he changes into his Spider-Man gear, and he sees a goon hanging about. So he takes on this goon. It's a brainwasher's goon. Unfortunately, in the struggle, the alarm is struck and Spider-Man is compromised as he's jumped by henchmen of the brainwasher. He rushes into action, taking down everyone in front of him until he reaches a corner. Unfortunately, because Mary Jane was backstage at the time and during the time this commotion was taken on, she's walked in to hear all this noise. As Spider-Man is fighting these henchmen, Spider-Man looks up. There's MJ walking into this fight scene. This geezer grabs a gun, then he grabs MJ. Using her as a human shield. Fuck. That's tense, man. Okay, yeah, the guy says it's our turn now. And Mary Jane screams out for Spider-Man. As the guy pulls a gun to blow Spider-Man's brains away, Spider-Man disarms him, comes swooping in, kicks the geezer straight in the head, picking up MJ one arm, all the same, swings away the absolute hero. Quipping all the time, Absolute quipping man. all the goddamn time. He's got a groovy soft shoot. <laughs> I can't even say that. Groovy soft shoot routine dance, and he says, "Cut out, lady, while you can. I've got to go." <clears throat> and Mary Jane's just like, "Do you have any brothers? Do you? You do you have anyone? Anyone of importance in your life?" That's she's so she's automatically saying like, "I'm you're already out of my league." Like, <laughs> 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 like I'm not even gonna bother asking you out. There's just your brother. Well, don't you have any brothers? That's a crap. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like she's been, she's like, you know, when someone takes a toke and they're holding it in the bottom of their lungs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Seth, like Seth Rogen laugh. <laughs> 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 no, she asked, don't you have any brothers? And he's like, quit it, woman. Fucking get out of here. You've just had a gun out to your head. Like, that's how space she is, man. She just got, she just had been held with a gun. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, brothers. <laughs> I don't want about you, but I want the bigger version of you, <laughs> the beefier version of you, the smarter version of you. I was about to say the beefier versions, Venom. I don't think she wants that. <laughs> well, he dives into the lair of the brainwasher. Spider-Man sees Captain Stacy strapped up to a chair, looks around at the henchman and demands to know who is behind all of this. They say the brainwasher's behind of this. And he says, who's a fucking brainwasher? And out of nowhere, a big giant hand grabs him and a big bald head leans in. Oh, no. Oh, would you that. fucking believe it, son? It's me, the <laughs> fucking kingpin. And what, I'll tell you fucking right now, I was locked in a pneumatic fucking tube for 10 fucking weeks last time we met Sunshine. I didn't lose any weight because I was licking the fucking slime off the inside and it is quite dense in calories. <laughs> oh, man, they pulled the odd switcheroo, man, because I thought the nerdy guy was the brainwasher. You think that cancer fucking brat? You fucking you have a laugh, buddy. <laughs> you have a fucking giggle, ain't you, son? <laughs> it's me Look, I, you know what when I was in that tube and I missed the fucking Chelsea I was I was furious <laughs> fucking furious <laughs> I was staring at the fucking tube in its blackness thinking about oh I wonder if Eden Hazard's fucking done him again <laughs> fucking jinked around the outside <laughs> oh shit <laughs> but now nah, because of your fucking cunt face 
Or missed them. Or fucking missed them. Or missed fucking everything. And it's all because it's hard to make up a fight name with these cunts. Call myself the brainwash, so I'm moseying on a fucking scene. It's a kingpin. It is the kingpin. It's definitely the kingpin. It's a fucking kingpin. He's back. <laughs> oh, I can't do that very long. I've got a sore throat coming on. But uh, no, the kingpin has moseyed in. He's the brainwasher. Spider-Man's fell straight into what looks like a trap. Captain Stacy's already in the damn trap. Mary Jane and Stacy are in the vicinity of the trap. It's all fucked. And the kingpin trap is at the heart the trap, of it. Man. Yep. And the kingpin is absolutely at the heart of it. What do you have to say about that one, Brad? It was a good twist. It was a very good twist. Yeah, that was like being punched in the head. I was like, how the fuck did they get him in there? What I want to know is how did he manage to sneak up on Spider-Man? The geezer must be agile as fuck, man. Geezer must... Man, he walks past the door and it, sounds... it just sounds like, you know, silent but deadly fart. You know, there's ones who's just... <sighs> that's That's how he moves. He just glides around. You've been at the pork scratchings against Spider because you're fucking letting them go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. it's that tube grease, man. Maybe it just like helps him slide in. <laughs> he disappeared down a fucking massive tube <laughs> <laughs> into the abyss, man. Now nah, he's been building up his second empire, man. <laughs> Normally, it cost me was a few weeks of missing me fucking football club playing a few fucking matches. I am fucking heartbroken. <laughs> I had to listen to them fucking mags on talk sport can't even watch it <laughs> the kingpin is back he's the brainwasher and everyone is trapped that's issue 59 of the amazing spider-man all done and dusted thank you for bearing with us during that one um I don't want to say bearing I'm going to edit out all the issues so it's like fucking <laughs> telling me and you that there's a bear with connection problems <laughs> it's like they will never know Bradley, thank you for bearing with me. And I, I hope you enjoyed the issue. Any final thoughts to wrap up on? No, just same as usual, man. Just looking forward to next week, the big 6-0. Um, yeah, just will Spider-Man get out of it? Is the, is the brainwashing effects of the camera permanent? Is the kingpin bullshitting or not? Oh, I doubt it. It's a big one. I'm kidder, kidder. He could be lying. Before we go, you can catch us at Spidey Podcast. We love hearing off you, and we would love it if you could review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can. You can't review on Spotify, unfortunately, but you can review if you do use another app. I think you can review on Google Podcasts. You can definitely do it on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a nice review. It'd be lovely to hear off you in that way if we're not hearing off you on our Twitter feed, at Spidey Podcast. Always, DM's always open. You can jump right in. But there's an, there is a review I wanted to read out on Apple Podcasts. Go on, then. So it's uh, one that came in last week. It's excellent. My three-year-old is obsessed with Spider-Man with some slight influence from his mom because the Spider-Man cartoons beat fucking Peppa Pig's hands down. He's, I stumbled across this looking for something for the three-year-old to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is not for kids, but I've enjoyed listening to it. A funny, a refreshing, funny take on the OG comics, relatable commentary and criticism of the story and characters, a different kind of comic book podcast without all the nerd knowledge it's great for those who don't know about it great for those who don't have in-depth knowledge but and great for those who are familiar 
With it, it's been great listening to the well-known characters' origins, comparing them to modern takes we're all familiar with. It's up there as one of my favourite podcasts. Thank you so much. Please don't let that is, we'll get arrested excellent. if you can. Yeah, please, please don't play us to children. That would be if no, if you you can, don't tell anyone that you've done that. Yeah, you'll be locked up. <laughs> we'll get fucking locked up. Hey, it's not our fault. No, but fact that's actually excellent. That's going to be the, the that's going to be the maddest three year old going. They would, yeah, that is going to be that three-year-old is going to be the coolest three-year-old ever but that is enough of that Bradley thank you for joining me today thank you all for listening at home so yeah catch, we'll catch you soon with issue 60 can you believe it of the amazing spider oh, oh. yeah 60 bloody hell by Stanley and John Ramita we'll see you then goodbye <laughs>